Welcome to a citrusy episode of the Mass Hall Podcast. podcast with Avery and Lena. So, like I said, it's a citrusy episode. We have some lemon stuff. We got some yuzu. Yuzu stuff, yes. I should have known that after last week's episode. We have some We have Yeah, we lime, have Yeah. Mostly lime yuzu. Margarita, which is lime, key lime, and lemon. Yeah. So we don't have orange. Original citruses are orange, pomelo, and citron, but we have lemon, lime, and yuzu. <laughs> I don't know. I When I think of summer, I think of citrus, like lemonade and things like that. Yeah, and yeah for sure. Like citrus drinks, like margaritas, and so... Shandies, rattlers. Yeah, so we're kind of trying to get it to feel like summer. Yeah. Even though it's not like a summery day out in Calgary today, it's definitely rainy and that's why I wanted to do citrus. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. What what are we doing first? First off, we have key lime pie Kit Kat. I mean, we've done key lime, we've done Kit Kat. So Kit Kat was created by Round Treats in 1935. It was made with dark chocolate in World War II due to milk rationing. Yeah, I remember you saying that before. Yeah. Um, and the wafer inside meant it could be made cheaper than a full chocolate. Yeah, pie. yeah. And key lime pie almost around for as long, if well, longer, since 1931. No one, again, really knows the origins, but that's kind of one of the first written about it. Okay. But it was derived from a lemon pie w- containing condensed milk, and it was in a brochure put out by Borden's company, which made condensed milk. Okay. So, yeah. So, so I'm going to say something. Kit Kat. I think this is what? Probably the 25th Kit Kat? That oh, one? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there was the episode we had 17 one time. Yes. Then we've uh, maybe about 21, 22, roughly. Yeah, we've had a couple. Yeah. So, a couple Kit Kats here and there scattered throughout the podcast. But um, Give yourself a Kit Kat. Give yourself a break. It's beautiful green. Yes, like it a is. Light green. Yeah, let's give this a shot. First off, it was more sour than I expected. Yeah. Which I, is a good thing. I was going to say this about Kit Kat. Every time they make a different flavor or something, it is that something. There's no hiding it. They just go all out. It, it tastes like a key lime pie. It was great. It had that nice little crunch inside. I got to say, at first, because it's green and a very, not quite the same green, but I expected it to taste like green tea. <laughs> just because we Yeah, that. yeah, because it was that sort of that green tea color, but. But brighter, because that's yeah. almost a little more olivey. But yeah, yeah, yeah I can but, see that. Yeah, good start. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was fun. So before we move on, as always, after we do our first item, we're going to bring you an ad from our sponsors. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you're you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local non-for-profits that are working to make a difference in our communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kososki. And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network. 
So it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Next up, we have something else very green, similarly <laughs> colored green. We, Which is a local product. Yes. Uh, kind of. We have a lime margarita fudge from the Chocolate Moose Fudge Factory, which is based out of Moose Jaw. I know I say local, but when I when I think yeah. local, sometimes I just think of small businesses. So yeah, it's not Calgary local, no. but we do a lot of Alberta local, and it's is all right. Moose Jaw, Alberta, or Sask- Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. I almost said or Saskatoon. <laughs> it's in Saskatchewan, yeah. but like I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, small companies, I still. I like to show them the love. and Yeah. If I was in Saskatchewan, I'd definitely probably buy a local at yeah. this place. So, And it's not so far away. So. Yeah. Western Prairie's local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about fudge before. Did they, they might have got the name because they fudged up the recipe for caramel or toffee, um, or it's a version of Scottish tablet. First night. First known sale of fudge was in 1886 in a Baltimore grocery store. It's been around for a while. So margaritas, mm. not around as well. Oh, but not as around for as long as that, I meant to say. We don't know the name. Is it after a girl? Margarita is Spanish for Daisy, and there used to be a prohib- uh, prohibition cocktail named Daisy, but it, this is just maybe a variation with tequila. No one really knows. But we do know that in 1971, the first frozen margarita machine was invented by Mariano Martinez. Nice. Maybe Mariano. I don't know. He's a Dallas restaurant owner who came up with an idea to make faster frozen margaritas because, you know, people want stuff quickly. He was inspired by the Slurpee machine and he transformed a soft serve machine. Okay. Um, there is a World Margarita Championship, but it's a little confusing because it's held in Tucson, Arizona, and it's the best margarita in Arizona. So anyway, they have a lot of different flavors. It was kind of fun to look that up. And in 2015, the winner was an orange jalapeno margarita. Ooh, that sounds delightful. Yeah, so let's give this a try. Look at I'm that sparkle forward. on top. I opened the package and you got this like limey smell right away, so I'm excited for the mm. flavor of it too. Oh, it has a nice texture. Like- Almost like the Kit Kat bar where you ha- said it had this tartness to it. I found this had this like margarita. Bitterness. I was going to say, I don't like bitterness, but. No, not bitter, but they, part of the reason. Sourness. They- yes. Uh, but it was uh, like a really nice sour and a little crunchy sugars on top was awesome. I like the crunchiness to it. I say bitter because sometimes they, that's why they put the salt on to okay. combat the bitter. I guess that might be the tequila. It actually tastes like there's tequila in it. Yeah. And I looked it up. There's no booze in it. But okay. first I was like, oh, I don't like this. And then I let it melt on my mouth. Sometimes that's that happens when I've just had something different in my mouth. Like a okay. key, key lime Kit Kat, say. But yeah, it was. And I know this always sounds bad. It was really interesting. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a typical fudge flavor because it was a lime margarita. Yeah. But we've had other fudges on this podcast. But I think this is, we're always looking for those unique flavors. I really like this. The texture of it was awesome. Like I said, the sugar granules on top was fun. If there's just little hint of different texture. And like a margarita. That yeah. Helps. Sometimes, it, a lot of times they just put sugar, not salt on the yeah. side, depending how classic. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I I think our biggest regret with this is not getting three different flavors of the fudge when we were yeah. there. We got this in... Red Deer. Red Deer, yeah, on the weekend we were there, so... I'm still eating some. <laughs> I'm going to have a little piece as well. Such an It's such a unique product. I'm glad we got it. Oh, yeah, it is creamy. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs>
But by the sounds of the air horns, it's our bonus item time. And I've been looking for this, forward to this for a while. Yeah, we have a Mersbar fudge. Um, I don't think we've ever done Mersbar. The story didn't ring a bell for me. <laughs> so it was invented by Forrest Mers Sr. in 1932. And in 1923, his dad, Frank C. Mers, made the Milky Way, and he worked for Mers Inc., or owned Mers Inc. Okay. Now, Forrest worked with his father, but they didn't always get along, so his dad gave him money to start his own company, which was called Mers Limited, so it was still part of Mer. Um, Mers in the U.S. is different. I guess it's the American Mers has nougat, but no caramel, and toasted almond. Is it's that compared Sue- to Canada? Nope, like or, UK, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sue became Snickers almonds. It was a little little iffy here. I guess if I had seen a Mersburg like, in the U.S., and I guess it was kind of, a, this is kind of a spin on the Milky Way. So one sleazy thing about Mers, sorry <laughs> Mers, but you're a big company. I'm going to bring it out. In 2008, it went from 62.5 grams to 58 grams, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> just went, And then in 2013, it went down to 51 grams just to reduce costs of making them. That's quite a jump. Well, this 62. is only 50 grams, so. Yeah, so maybe fudge is more expensive to make, so they. Yeah, so. Well, let's give it a try. I'm looking forward to this one. Looks a little darker. You eat Mars bars more than I do. Yeah, I do like I do like Mars bars, so. Is it a little darker? You can definitely taste, taste the fudge in there. It's more traditional fudge instead of the last fudge that we had. Yeah, I, I, I liked it because it was a Mars bar just enhanced. It's been a long time since I had Mars bar. I don't really like them. I feel it's almost, I was going to say less sweet, but maybe just more varied in flavors. Because I think okay. the nougat kind of just tastes like sweetness and so yeah, does yeah. caramel. I think the fudge kind of, yeah, enhanced it. Yeah, it was just a step up on Mars bar, which was really nice. Yeah, and I don't hate Mars bar, just it's not my good. Yeah, good so... Where are we off to next? Next, we are visiting the superstore. <laughs> we have PC Jalapeno Lemonade, which is why I brought up the orange jalapeno margarita. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought yeah, that was yeah. interesting. They suggest here, talking about margarita, to serve it with crushed ice and a salted rim. It's non-alcoholic, but just to get, I suppose, that. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. And lemonade first invented probably by Egyptians over, Egyptians over 1,500 years ago with a honey and lemon wine. And that's at least when it was first recorded. But it probably actually happened in Asia as lemons are original, originally in China, India, and Myanmar. But there's just no record of it. So in the Middle East, lemonade with mint is very popular, which sounds delicious. It does. It does. Um, it really does. And I've been thirsty, so I poured myself a big glass because apparently it's a great thirst quencher because the sour stimulates your salivary glands, which helps with dry mouth and lasts longer than water. So we were excited when we saw that. It has a smell of of lemons, but it also has like another, I want to say the earthiness of the jalapenos. Yeah, I always say think jalapenos kind of smell like dirt. It's not too sweet of a lemonade, which I appreciate. I can't taste jalapeno. Or feel it, can you? I can taste something else in there, but it's not a strong jalapeno. Yeah, it, I, it's very light. It's very hidden. I guess when I swooshed it, like, not like swooshed, that's the word, swooshed it around, I could kind <laughs> of, but it doesn't leave a spicy tingle no, at all. I no, didn't and I was hoping it, for that. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be super spicy because that's not And I didn't want it super spicy no. either, but I wanted something there. Uh, 
Actually, maybe as it sits, I can feel a little bit. Like after I, or is that just me hoping? I don't know. I'm not getting that. But I did like that. It's not too sweet. It was perfectly. You know, I find sometimes lemonades can be too sweet, but this is. Yeah, not. it wasn't too sweet, but it it needed more jalapeno. Yeah. Whether that kick or the flavor, it was just a just a step down lemonade. I think you know sometimes we can't taste different flavors on the show. I notice, but when I have the product like the next day or on on its own, I can taste things. Like I guess we need a palate cleanser sorbet in between every. I'll try some of that fudge again. Yes, <laughs> but I'll definitely try and see if there's more jalapeno. But I don't think that would be masked by what we ate. But yeah, I'll definitely try it again, but just because we have a huge bottle of it, but I'm not, I don't know if I'd go out of my way to buy it again. I would buy it because it's not too sweet lemonade. I do. But I want it because of the jalapeno flavor. Yeah. They also have a raspberry mango, which I'd like to try, but yeah. we didn't try because Avery doesn't really like mango, but. Yeah, yeah it I just needed more jalapeno. More. Yeah. Not tons, because, yeah, we didn't want a spicy drink, like too super spicy. But So, like you said, we went shopping at the Superstore. Where else did we, uh, what aisle did we stop in here? Actually, we lied because it was no frills, but same, Loblaws. <laughs> we got a PC Yuzu citrus Japanese-style cheesecake. So, we talked about Yuzu last week. It's a type of citrus. And it, according to the PC... The box, on, or according to PC's website, it's like if sunshine, well, they explain the cake. It's like if sunshine were edible and the filling, it's like the clouds. <laughs> so Very descriptive. Yeah. So the, the yuzu is the sunshine, the cheesecake is the clouds. So do you, have you ever heard of Japanese cheesecake? Yeah. It's like jiggly almost. And... Yeah. It's more of a souffle. There's okay, no crust. Yeah. There's less cream cheese, but lots of whipped eggs. And I usually I think a little less sugar. I mean, it's called a souffle cheesecake in Japan. They don't call it a Japanese cheesecake. Um, okay. And you can get three different kinds there. Souffle cheesecake being one of them. <laughs> I didn't write down the other kinds. It was a, created by a Japanese chef, Tomotaro Kuzuno. In the 1960s, when he saw a type of German cheesecake in Berlin, now if you think I had trouble saying that name, called a Kassekuchen cheesecake. <laughs> I, th I think you got that spot on. Probably. And then it was popularized in the 90s by a bakery in Japan, and it was called Uncle Tetsu's Cheesecake, who's the founder of the bakery. And they okay. just popularized it, but didn't invent it. So, hey, let's. Uh, I'm excited. Let's dig in. Yeah, look at that. It looks almost like a sponge cake from the top. Yeah, it doesn't look a like a cheesecake. Thing. Well, it's kind of the same color. Oh, it is jiggly. I didn't know what to expect, but not that. But I don't know why. It tasted custardy. I can it taste did, the yeah. egg. But somehow it was like, I don't want to say grainy. That's that's not right. But to make it taste more cakey than cheesecake, like more like a sponge cake. It almost was does. like um, an angel food cake had that yeah. um, fluffiness to it. But I don't think there's any flour in it. No, but it was very fluffy, very soft, very... The cheese was underrated. Yeah, but I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. It had a very subtle citrusy flavor in there. Yeah. Which was good. I think we wouldn't want it too much because then it would take away oh. from the cheesecake flavor. With yeah, the yeah, you're right. I think I could see people not liking it if they really love a dense cheesecake. Or it's uh -huh. just... I don't even want to compare it to that. It's its own thing. 
It, it is its own thing, because I'm a huge fan of the New York-style cheesecake. Very dense, very heavy. I like that graham crust. I like everything about cheesecake. One of my favorite things that somebody's really good here at making, but never makes. So because there's eggs in it. Not banana chocolate. Um, I forget my recipe. <laughs> yeah, but this was completely different, and I enjoyed it. It was really good. It was, I don't know why it was grainy. Like, not grainy, but like, I would compare it almost to... Like a creme caramel or creme brulee, except for with different toppings. I but, didn't get that. But it was it was a different. A, a grainy is not the word, but it wasn't as smooth as say one of those. No, no. But yeah, so grainy is not the word, but just more textured <laughs> than yeah, I can that, see that. But had almost a similar eggy flavor. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I like it. I thought it was good. And again, I get that yuzu like tingle on my tongue, kind of not. It's just, it's very, it's a very light kind of tingle, you know? So we'll take a break here and we'll do a little recap. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by ATB Cares. With ATB Cares, giving is easy. Donate through ATB Cares and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities, maximizing the impact of your donation. Visit atbcares.com to choose your cause and donate today. So like Lena said, if you're going to give to charity... Use ATB Cares. Give your charity a little bit more cash. They can definitely use it right now with COVID going on. So recap, what do you think? That fudge was yeah, very memorable, very a different product than you normally get. Like chocolate bars are chocolate bars. I mean, yes, this key lime pie is a different kind of chocolate bar, but uh, kudos to that, that fudge. Chocolate mousse, fudge factory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I'd definitely buy more of their stuff. And that cheesecake was very reasonable. It was $7 for a whole cake, which okay. is pretty good. It was, a, I don't know, just a nice light dessert. Yeah. I mean, it's probably full of calories. I don't mean light like that, but <laughs> light as in just it was actually light and it jiggles a little bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was fun. It what was about good. you? Fudge really stood out to me. I can't wait to get more of that. I can't wait to eat more of this fudge as well. Kit Kat, pretty good as well. I enjoyed that. And you know, the Mars bar was good. The, the lemonade. Maybe I'll try that again. Yeah, when but we cheese, have different flavors. The cheesecake enough. was really nice as well, but that fudge really stood out for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That I was most excited for the cheesecake and the fudge. I'm like, yeah, we do fudge, but no, nope, yeah. it was. A couple questions for you, as always. What fun stuff did you have to eat this week or what did you have to eat this week? Well, because it was our anniversary. Happy anniversary, honey. A couple Thank of you. days ago. You as well. Um, And you probably remember this meal too. <laughs> it was Two no, but ago, refresh. Three days ago, we went to Crossroads and got donuts, which from the Donut Man. We the best one was that cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, it, it might was be a the good best one. donut I've ever had in my life. The peach one was pretty good. Yeah, and then we went to Save on Foods and bought a little like charcuterie board. So yeah. like three different types of meat, three cheeses, some yeah. crackers, and we it got was some good. bread and veggies and hummus. And yeah. it was cold, so we ate in the car. So. Oh, we started at a picnic table. Oh, it was very romantic. It was in this field and there were gophers around (laughs) and it was just very idyllic. And yeah, then we had to go back to the car. Yeah, but it was nice. It was good. But other than that, you've been talking about fanny packs a lot this week. (laughs) They come up. What food? And I've asked you this before. And I asked you if you went camping or on a trail, what would you fit in there? Oh, well, I guess if but, I went camping, I'd eat differently. 
But a whole different scenario, if you went to maybe a sporting event or a concert that you were allowed to bring stuff into, what would you jam in that fanny pack? Would I be allowed to bring alcohol? It's a fanny pack. They're not going to check a fanny pack. I think I'd have to take a mini bottle of wine because you can't really put even a whole beer in a fanny pack. You can, but that's uh-huh. taking up a lot of space in the fanny pack. And I'm only putting food in this. Whatever you want. Well, because I just know the way I'd pack with sunscreen and Kleenex. No, I guess food yeah, and drink. So just then. food? Probably a chocolate bar of some sort. Or if I had a homemade, no, I know exactly what I would take. You know the nut, is it called the nut man in Calgary? That's at many of the farmers farmers markets. Yeah. And they sell granola bars. Okay. I would take one of those granola bars. They are so good and like nice. a treat and filling. And then I'd have to have something salty. I mean, I want to say I'd take cheese too, but uh-huh. then I'd feel like I would need to take an ice pack. And do I want to use my space? Taking an ice no, pack. I no, don't you think don't. I do, but I, I couldn't not take the ice pack. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I assume if it's an outdoor thing and I'm wearing a fanny pack that it's warm out. <laughs> um, well, you don't wear fanny packs in the winter? Peanut butter sandwich. Good choice. Because if that squishes, that's all right. I guess my fanny pack's pretty, the granola, and an, an two mandarins. <laughs> two no, mandarins. I, I think I'd find a small apple and an orange, and that would, that's what I would take. Nice. You? I'd probably just pack it with a whole bunch of peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple of wraps. You can roll them up like cigarettes and fit quite a few in there. <laughs> or like, yeah, that's, <laughs> you can probably get yeah. quite a few that way more than sandwiches. Peanut butter smokes. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking not so, like, I'd, I guess that's a lot of sweet. I didn't fit anything salty in because chips would just break. Crackers would break. Oh, no, I forgot you to mention. You just put the chips nuts. in your wrap. I would take some sort of nut yeah, as well, even though there's nuts too. in the granola bar and the peanut butter. But I'm yeah. thinking I'm, it's all day if I'm taking a fanny pack mm-hmm. that I want things that will sustain me. Okay. Oh, and a juice box. Juice I would box. try the juice box. <laughs> if I couldn't smush that in, I'd leave that to the side. Yeah. Get that bottle of wine in first. It's smaller than a juice box. Oh, no, you can get those little Tetra packs of wine. That's what I would take. I'd fit that in. I'd fit that in first before the other stuff. (laughs) And then the granola bar. I'm glad to see where your priorities are. I mean, I would take snacks to hold for you, honey. That's why I said a peanut butter sandwich. That's for you. I'd have my own. Okay, good. Screw you then. But yeah, but that's about all the time we have on the podcast today. Wait, what did you have to eat? Just peanut butter sandwiches. No, no, not in your fanny pack this week. Oh, I went I guess out the anniversary with you. <laughs> I, I spent that time with you. <laughs> and now there's tonight. I've had enough of you. I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week as well. Bye, roommate. <laughs> Keep on eating.